sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome to the show, everyone. It's Spooky Sundays time. And you are here with your incredibly talented, gorgeous hosts. Well, you're here with Anne and Renata. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Uh, if you're a first timer, we're sorry. And uh, for all you regulars, we thank you for your ongoing support. All you dark siders, you parastalkers, you grand poobars of the paranormal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Renata, how are you doing this week? I'm doing fine. Absolutely fine. I'm feeling a bit feisty. Mm, oh, yes. I've got a bit of a fire in if, my belly. I think it's all that me, cabbage. Yeah, if you asked me at 10 o'clock this morning, I would have been going, oh, no. But I seem to wake up around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which yeah, is a bit sad. And then I'm um, still awake at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, th- I think they used to call that afternoon shift. Yep, yep. My puppies uh, wake me up regularly now around about 7 a.m. and I'm not happy. Yeah. Particularly if we've been up late the night before doing ghost tours. Yes. And we were at Stroud last night. Yes. And wasn't the courthouse just amazing again? Yes, absolutely. Good bunch of people too. Love that courthouse. But yes, the people there last night were just so into it. Yeah. Are really, really good. We were doing one particular experiment and uh, people had to listen back on headphones and literally no one moved a centimetre. It was so quiet. They were all listening. Even the, the uh, volunteer who opened the house for us went, wow, yeah, is this always the way it is? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's just how that's much the they're way into it. That's it is, little darling. Yeah. So it was fabulous. Thank you, everyone, that came last night. And uh, yes, we have a. This is Halloween week. Holy oh. Moses! Oh, it's, it's the Halloween last week, week of the birth for for October. Yeah, it's Halloween week, and all hell breaks loose at the end of this week because well, we have uh, we have a uh, ghost hunting one hundred and one, and then an all nighter. Oh, it's a big weekend. And then we collapse, and then uh, we have Halloween night at Maitland Jail, which is going to be just awesome. That one's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out. We still have a few tickets left for uh, the all-nighter if you wish to come, which goes from uh, 11 p.m. in the evening on Friday night and finishes in the wee hours of the morning. And we'll have some tea and some coffee and some biggies to keep you going, to keep your pecker up, as my father would like to say, but I always think of that as being something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that anyway. Now, please, look, text through to everyone, uh, to us, guys. We want to know you're out there, particularly some first-time listeners or some listeners who have never texted us before. Now is your moment on 0490 Let us know what you want to talk about on this show and also any questions that you might have. Not tarot questions, spooky questions. And just before I go on, I've got a big shout-out today. It is for Halloween. Now, Halloween is an Australian... Um, for the lovers of Halloween, Halloween in Australia. Magazine, and they do super stuff, absolutely super stuff. Yes, we um, actually wrote some articles in the last magazine, yes. the pair of us. So jump onto their page. It's H-A-L-L-O-Z. 
W-A-N, and like their page. Yeah. Um, they have been friends with us uh, and supported us for a number of years. Yeah. And we need to do a shout-out and show our appreciation. So thank you to those at Halloween for but making our Halloween Aussie. Yeah, and particularly considering it is the Halloween week, it's their week. It is their week, absolutely. Yeah. So we might have to do a shout-out every single day. Okay. Make them feel super. <laughs> I have a story about a haunted airport. Oh, now I saw this and uh, I was thinking, hmm, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not one of the airports we're going to, is it? Uh, no, not this oh, time. thank heavens. Not this time. Oh, so, not this time. Ooh. Yeah, not this time. This is, it's a really well-known one. So Suwanapum in Bangkok in an area that used to be called Nong Nguang. <laughs> Or Cobra Again, Swamp. We apologise to all those people out there who know how to pronounce yeah, no, these no, words correctly. I'll stick with Cobra Camp. <laughs> it's built right on top of an ancient cemetery, uh, and there have been many ghostly sightings that have reportedly caused accidents and deaths. Oh. <gasps> Gee, you wouldn't. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I shouldn't. No, it's too late. I've gone. I've gone this far. You've done it. For many visitors flying to Thailand, there is a good chance they will inadvertently pass through one of the country's most haunted locations. Oh, I like it. Let's go. Suanapum, just outside the capital city of Bangkok. Look, I had to write it down phonetically. Suanapum. That's how it's supposed to be. I'm really glad you did your homework on that. Just outside the capital city of Bangkok, a major tourist hotspot opened in 2006 and has since had many ghostly sightings in it as well as fatal accidents. Right from international air, right from the international airport's beginnings, an oversight meant that many of its construction workers did not know it was being built on top of an ancient cemetery. <gasps> They've built it on a burial ground. Some of them reportedly refused to work and quit there on the spot once they knew, because they were too frightened to continue. Too late, bad luck. While it was being built... She's very empathetic. Speaking of which, our empath workshop is coming up. (laughs) Uh, While it was being built, which is estimated to have cost more than $4 billion, (gasps) workers said they could hear screams and wails around them. One person allegedly said that he could hear classical Thai music being played, although there was nowhere obvious that it could have been coming from. Of course. Now, during the airport's official opening, the authorities even brought in 99 Buddhist monks to appease any untoward spirits away. So not uh, 99 red balloons, just 99 monks. Okay. The exorcism cemetery was full of chanting and prayers and took nine weeks to complete. (gasps) That's a lot of chanting. Oh, my goodness. One dramatic moment at the end of it saw a baggage handler stumbling through the throngs of people watching the monks and claiming to be the guardian of the cemetery, Poo Ming. Oh, Poo Ming. Oh, Poo Ming was stumbling. Watch out. The holy man duly blessed the young man so that he could return back to normal. However... So he was possessed. Yes. (gasps) However... However... The lingering ghost of Poo Ming, who is said to be blue in colour... Oh, refuses to leave the airport and is often seen in the guise of an old man with a walking stick. Oh, there won't be many of those at the airport, will there? No. You know, so when you see one, you'll know it's Poo Ming. That's Poo Ming, particularly if he's blue. <laughs> that sometimes, might mean he's having a heart attack, but you know. Sometimes they possess people within the vicinity and allegedly cause accidents and even suicides. Oh, my 
my God. That's a that's a miserable place. Many people have reported seeing the apparition of pale of a pale lady carrying a baby who regularly causes accidents by stepping in front of drivers and scaring them. That's not very nice. While an abandoned Honda car sits in the airport car park, caked in a layer of dust. What? So there's just obviously Pooming's been there. Pooming's Honda is now covered in dust. He got there to the airport in his Honda. <laughs> he turned and blue. And he cannot remember where he left it. I totally understand Pooming. We, we get that. We've reached that age of our lives that we I cannot remember where we parked totally the car. I have to actually physically step out of the car and look around and mentally remember I, where my car is. I take a photo. That's how bad I oh. am. <laughs> so in 2013, a plane land, landed at the airport. A plane? A plane Plane. The plane. That's a plane with an E. Yeah. Landed at the airport uh, and on its way lost control and veered off the runway. Oh, that was that was pooming. That was pooming. Yeah, absolutely. Or the lady <laughs> with the baby. I'm not sure. Uh. Luckily, there were no serious injuries to anyone and it was concluded that it was a result of malfunctioning landing gear underneath the plane. Yes, absolutely. It was a ghost. It had nothing to do with the engineers or the technicians who were supposed to maintain it. Another more serious accident happened in 2018 when a landing plane again skidded off the runway and injured 14 people. Mm. Malignant spirits were accused of playing a part in the incident once more. This is spiritual bypassing. This is them being slack, not checking their planes, whoever it is, and they're blaming the poor old ghosts. Look, it's a ghost, definitely. No, it's, it's not. It's Pooming. <laughs> I just I remember that you, now. You mean they skidded on Pooming? <laughs> Pooming on the floor, <laughs> on the ground, and they skidded off. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Thailand is a country entrenched in the belief in ghosts, and one effort to maintain the afterlife within the airport is through the building of spirit houses. There are many Thai-based mm. airlines that conduct group prayer sessions where people can be leaving offerings to the dead. Now you know what the most delicious offering to the dead at the moment is: <gasps> shortbread. No. Oh. It is strawberry Fanta. Ew. Oh. It is the drink that is the favourite of ghosts Are you due sure? to its bright red colouring. Mm. There you go. So when you when you go to Thailand, if any of you go through the Thai airport, get yourself a red uh, Fanta. A strawberry a small Fanta. Of a straw, strawberry Fanta. Um, and somewhere inconspicuous, leave it. What you'll probably find are some altars around or little spirit I houses. Reckon, and crack you can it, leave it there. Crack it open and just sort of drizzle it behind you as you walk through the airport so there's a nice big red trail of, oh. of strawberry Fanta for Pooming to find and slip on. <laughs> no? No. Oh, I thought it was no. a good idea. Yes, so there you go. Beware of, of Thailand's... Um, what was the name of the airport again? Just so I can memorise it. Get your notes. I want to know what it is. It is Suwanapum. Suwanapum for Puming. And it doesn't look like that because it's spelled S-U-V-A-R-N-A-B-H-U-M-E. Oh, good heavens. Right. But it's pronounced Suwanapum. So there you go. There you go. Has anyone been to Suwanapum Airport? I think that's a fabulous Did story. you see Puming and the the, the the Honda in the car park yeah. that is caked in dust that obviously no one's game enough to go and maybe no one's moving that thing. rub a hole to see if there's actually well, somebody inside? Puming <laughs> <laughs> is blue. <laughs> Or is it the old man that's blue? Oh, I'm confused no. now. Look, Pooming might go back to it one day and just go, 
go off. Yeah, oh, it's it, probably still got petrol got, in it. Got from, the keys in the pocket. They'll just yeah. pop in there and off they go. Oh dear. All right, look, let's we, go to a song. We'll go to a song. <laughs> <laughs> We've started off with a, a great flurry of excitement and pooming. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays with your hosts Anne and Renata. Thanks very much to Thrive Broking. Now, don't forget, if you are looking for some finance without all the scary bits, drop Emma a line at thrivebroking.com.au and tell her that Anne and Renata from Spooky Sundays have sent you in to have a chat. Mm. Now, she's lovely. She will just guide you through all the process and not make you feel stupid. And that's that's a big thing for me is that, Mm -hmm. you know, you go into these finance places sometimes yep. and they look down their nose at you as if you're yep. you know, some sort of yep. evil person and with three we're heads. we're going to get Emma into the studio. Oh, we hope so. We're going to invite her. Yeah, we're going to invite her in. Come and do a show with us, Emma. We'll, we'll get a, um, uh, what do we call it? The ghost writer. The yes. ghost writer can do a story with you. Yep. Uh, let us know if you want to come join us, Emma. <laughs> right. Oh, my turn, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It so is. I'm going to do now the story of Bert Newton. And I know you've all been waiting with bated breath to see if Moonface, our Bert. Has he been back? Has he been spotted is it, recently? Is it too early? Is it too early? Too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Now, for those people. I bet you Huff's done it. <laughs> is Huff dead? No. Oh, Huff's, uh, I mean Huff Paranormal. Yeah. I thought you meant the Hoff. I was no, getting no, very no. confused no, there. No, no. no, this is actually a story from back when dear old Bert, who wasn't so old then, was only 16. Now, what I was going to say is that for our international listeners, Bert Newton was a much-loved entertainer here in Australia. He was the type of person that would bring a smile to your face no matter what mm-hmm. and he was very good with his um, his sense of uh, humour and his timing particularly he yeah. could just... He's a genius. He's absolute genius. Anyway, this goes back to 1955 Renata. Oh, oh. That was when your 21st birthday was I think. Shut up. And Bert was only 16 at the time and he actually had a job at the Princess Theatre where they had a radio station. Mm -hmm. They had a radio station in the Princess Theatre. It was called 3XY. So back then there were so few few commercials in the wee hours that sometimes he'd like to play both sides of the album without a break. So this is back in the days (laughs) where you had a record. Oh, wow. That was a lot of songs. Yes. So you'd have like, what, six or eight songs on one side and the same on the other side. So he would be able to put that on without a commercial break. Go out the back, have a ciggy. uh, Yeah, go out the back. So there was one morning that he put the first side of the record on and then feeling lonely, he wandered down to see the engineer, who was the only other person in the building. When they reached the, well, sorry, when Bert reached the control room, he found the engineer was asleep, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. not that surprising, I suppose. Apparently, the dude was studying law during the day and supervising the radio station at night. Mm-hmm. So Bert wandered around for a while and then suddenly remembered he's meant to be hosting a radio show. And uh, he sort of panicked and raced back uh, to. You know, thinking, oh my God, the the records at the end and the needle began. <laughs> Mm-hmm. as it's um, hit the end of the label and there's nothing. So he bolted back up the stairs, ready to apologise to all the listeners. But what? to his amazement, 
I saw, he said, that someone had turned the record over and the needle was in the first track on the second side. Naturally, he thought it was the engineer. But the engineer said, nope, I didn't go anywhere near the studio and you saw that I was asleep. Management confirmed the next day that nobody else had been in the building at that hour. So who was it that actually changed the record? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Security, even those times, was too tight for intruders to get into the building. Now, Bert said, I'm sceptical about ghosts, but I'm forced to admit that something very weird happened that night. Now, as you know, Renata... There has been many strange things at the Princess Theatre in yes, Melbourne, hasn't there? that's correct. Um, now, they're saying here many employees said they've seen an inexplicable light in the upper circle. And he said, I saw it myself several times. It was a yellow object hovering and fluorescent, definitely not a globe. Now, I thought I have to dig out the other story. I think I've got time uh, in relation to the Princess Theatre. Excuse all the rattling of papers here. Um, There is the story of a ghost that haunts there, and his name was Federici. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Federici? Mm -hmm. All right. It was his final curtain call ever because he died. Uh, Now, this is a great story, but not so great for him. His real name was Frederick Baker, and I, you know, I like the name Frederick Baker. Yeah, because, uh, it's a relative. Yeah, I, I could have been. I was a baker before I got married. I went from baker to unpronounceable last name. Uh, so Frederick Baker, but he went under the stage name of Frederick Federici. He came out to Australia in the mid eighteen eighties to perform at various operas and operettas around the country, which is how he's found his way to Melbourne, and in a production of Faust at the Princess Theatre. The opening night was the 3rd of March, 1888. Look at all those fat eights in a row. That must be lucky. Not for Federici. (laughs) Now, he was playing the role of Mephistopheles. I know, I can never say it. Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. Now... The play finishes with Mephistopheles and Faust descending into hell through a trap door that was built into the stage. So for those people who don't know what that is, it's literally they have a door in the stage that will open up and let the actors drop through or it will open up and it will be a lift that they'd wind them down back in those days. It wouldn't be a mechanical lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'd go through the trapdoor. Now, as Federici went through the trapdoor, the audience sort of noticed that he was slumped over a little bit. Um, they thought that must have just been, you know, he's putting Part a re- of the show. really good dying scene on. Um, and he actually had suffered a heart attack and had died at that exact <gasps> moment. Oh, how terrible. But, but... It wasn't till after the, everybody had left the stage that they discovered dear old Fred had passed on because they'd already gone out and taken their bows. And they all swear, black and blue, that he was out there doing his bows mm-hmm. with the rest of the audience mm-hmm. and they found his body afterwards. Mm. So he wasn't out there doing the bows. He his was dead. Was. He was dead on that elevator lift thing. And his ghost went out and took the final bow. Wow. 
isn't that cool? Talk about the the show must go on. Mm-hmm. Even when you're dead, you get out. There, oh, I mean, I, if I'd put in a good effort in a show and I'd carked it on the <laughs> the trap door, I would have been making sure I got my bows as well. I do like my. Uh, um, applause. Uh, There's also been other spirits encountered there by Marina Pryor, um, Lisa McCune. There's lots of staff that have reported things. Now they say that Federici is not a a threatening spirit, just that he's he's there. And they have the tradition of saving a seat for him in the audience Mm -hmm. of every opening night performance yes and the quote here says fred is very much a benevolent presence nothing nasty ever happens he's more of a friendly poltergeist yes so poltergeist well that just means noisy ghost yes so i wonder what he's been doing that he's been given the name poltergeist yeah Hmm, they yeah. didn't actually say what he's doing, but no. I like the idea that they honour his memory and uh, by giving him a seat at the opening hmm. performance. Fabulous. So there we are. I think some people got very excited thinking I was going to do a story about Bert Newton being deceased and coming back as a ghost, but no, I'm telling Bert Newton's story. Hmm. Did we enjoy that, everyone? Now, I've got, I'm trying to rattle through all my bits and pieces here. Uh, now, who got the first award tonight? I Maxine. Think. Uh, yes, Maxine actually uh, messaged just a few days ago, I do believe. Yes, Thursday, Maxine. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You nailed that one. Um, oops, and I've just hit the wrong button there, as you do. Uh, and then we have a very exciting message that came through at 4.12 this afternoon from Lucretia. Hello, Lucretia. Which is Jodie. Jody from from um, Jody Music from YouTube, who yes. always comes and always gives us a like, always leaves yeah. a comment. Bless she you, is so supportive of our work, and we thank you so so much. Particularly texting us from America just to say have a great show, and they're going to be up late or early, so to speak, to listen to us. Thank you, my sweetheart. We need to get to a song and we're going to come back with your questions, your comments, anything you've got to tell us. This is your moment to text it through on 0490-84886. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And welcome back to Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata, your paranormal radio hosts here on Spooky Sundays. Uh, Maxine says, hey, ladies, Renata, don't forget to tell Anne what you told yesterday about my Google Hub played a song called Walk Down the Road and didn't ask it to. So what happened, Renata? Um, exactly that. Oh, okay, thank you for telling me, Renata. <laughs> really appreciate that. Gee, she's good, Maxine, isn't she? So obviously you've had a song. Did that song have any meaning to you, Maxine? Did it make sense to you at the time? Maybe a loved one was reaching out to you on, and trying to let you know that they were around. Yeah, I'm, possibly. I'm not sure. Let us know if it had any meaning to you. Uh, now, Karen. Karen says she has been to that airport in Thailand. It was many years ago. I landed at me 
midnight, people everywhere. So if any ghosts, they were hiding amongst the people. And it was bloody hot and humid. Oh, we're not going. Oh, no, yeah, we don't Thailand do can get so humid. Yeah. Oh. I can't recall seeing any strawberry Fanta to buy. I don't think it was invented then. It must have been a little while ago, was it, Karen? Thanks for texting that through. Appreciate it. Now, Deborah Ann also says that she has been to Federici's grave. Ah, is that at um, Melbourne Cemetery? Yeah, and an actor dressed as Fred comes out from behind the headstone and chats to the crowd. Oh, It was really cool. I hope that was part of a tour and not just some random man that sits behind Federici's grave hoping somebody will come and visit. Might be Frederici himself, Renata. Could be. Could be. Uh, hi, Robert. How are you? He said, hi, you two. Would I land at that airport? Depends on what's wrong with it. Well, now you know, Robert. So would you land at that? Mm. Mr. Stuffy Your Socks. I think I reckon I could say that, Robert. <laughs> Mr. Stuffy Your Socks. Uh, hello to Catherine. Thank you. She's out, out listening to Spooky Sundays. Don't worry, you don't need to put your message with your name in it anymore because I've got your name there. It's just so that I know that it's you. Uh, and we've got Jody has messaged through saying, oh, oh naughty Artie, you've totally made my day with the shout out. Love yous, guys. We love you too. Um, uh, and we have a question. Hey, guys, just wondering your thoughts on the four-man brothers investigations in the US of A, if you have seen them. Now, I actually haven't. I've not heard of these ones before. So I'm going to have to go and watch it. We've got some homework now. I like that. Do you like that idea, Renata? Yeah, I'm just looking them up to see. Yeah, I had um, a quick look um, and I, I could see that uh, they've got a huge following, like 300,000 followers or more, um, unlike us. We're working on it, though. <coughs> We're getting there. We've got 5,300. I know I've been saying that all day today, but I know that <laughs> our 5,300 are our super fans and we love you all to pieces. We were talking about... Um, you know, putting content on YouTube. We've we've put another Tanelba Bay house one up and it was the uh, investigation where we were out the back with the convict cell and um, we, we find it very hard to compete with the ones that are running around going, oh, there's demons in there, there's dark forces, there's witches, there's this. We're just very gentle with what we do and we like to treat the dead as we would the living in some cases probably even better than what we would treat the living <laughs> wouldn't you agree yes i think so um now we've got a bit of confusion here because there's a show called ghost brothers and then there is i think another show called paranormal nightmare yeah, the one I looked up. So yeah, came up. It, it like I looked for the four spelled F O U R, um, for man, and it came up with this channel called Paranormal Nightmare TV series. Is that the one? Mm. And chasing evil. Yes. yes, they've got all those scary cover photos. We're, we're trying. We're trying to get our cover, cover photos looking a bit better. Mm. Um, now, now we- yeah, look, I'm going to go to, uh, because I have a story in the second hour about Robert the Doll. Yeah. Um, and Robert the Doll has quite a history. We covered it in one of our podcasts, in one of our earlier podcasts. Uh, and we actually have our own Robert the Doll. Which, we do. The- which may or may not be haunted now because, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a replica of the real Robert the Doll. Yeah. 
And uh, thank you, Melissa, for making We hope Melissa asked permission. Oh, he's just fabulous. <laughs> you know, I don't even think about going up to our Robert the Doll and saying, um, I'm sorry that I've put you in that chair or um, I'm sorry that yeah, something weird has happened. Do you think it's Robert that's doing all the weird stuff in that room? Uh, I don't know. We're just weird. It could be anything. Mm. Have you looked at all the other stuff that's in that room? Well, that's true. Yeah, that's there's, true. there's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, there's Ouija boards <laughs> from 100 years ago and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but people have written to Robert and have said sorry for things that they have taken or things that they have done. I want, you, I want to read one of them for you. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Um, Robert. I just wanted to let you know that I, unlike my friends, have total respect for you. When I questioned your powers last fall, I missed my flight from Miami and nearly missed an important court date. This weekend, when I related my tragic tale to my friends, they openly questioned whether you even existed, much less your powers of revenge. Well, the next day, one of them had a flight tyre... It helps if I put my microphone back on. A flight tyre? Yeah, flight tyre. I don't know what that is. That's, I um, would say a flat tyre, Oh, I'm it guessing. could have been a flat yeah. tyre. That's <laughs> all right. I can translate and, for you. <laughs> it says flight tyre here. Yep, yep. Uh, and the others were trapped in traffic on Interstate 90. Oh, that That's never happens at any other time. <laughs> nobody <laughs> ever gets flat tyres and nobody ever gets stuck in traffic. Oh. It's all Robert the Doll. They could... Ha- they could get flight tyres, though. I that's that's that. true. That, that's that's true. a Robert the Doll thing. So perhaps now they understand the mocking people. I fervently hope that they will cease their mockery. Maybe even some will venture to your wonderful home and pay you a friendly visit. In the meantime, let me just say that I appreciate your attenuation of Tropical Storm Faye <laughs> and hope that the other denizens of Key West are appropriately grateful. And they don't normally have tropical storms down that way at all, ever. No, sincerely, Chris, Illinois, P.S., please say hello to Alina for me. <laughs> um, I just want to also confirm we have been told that the paranormal nightmare is the same as the Four Man Brothers. Right. Awesome. Right. Thank you for confirming that. Oh, who is that that's texted that through? Thank you so much. Um, just one more little letter. Um, and again, I will talk a little bit more about Robert in the second hour, but this is what people do. They leave they leave notes. They leave gifts too. They leave lots of money, lots of cigarettes and things. Um, but this is another very short, short, short message uh, left to Robert. Dear Robert, I wonder who reads these. Oh, Robert does, of course. Of course he does. I, I did it again. I've got to stop Can playing with stop the microphone. Stop playing with the buttons. I can't help it. I've got to press buttons. Oh, I'm in a mood you tonight. You always do. I know. It upsets you, so I press buttons. You (laughs) are an inspiration. You are my hero. Oh, you're welcome. This is Robert. I have created my own Robert the Doll, and he watches TV with me in my chair at night. Oh, creepy. That's right. We hug ours. My my wife and my children do not understand me. Mm. My Robert the Doll is the only one who listens. I don't know what I would do without my Robert the Doll. (laughs) 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 You're... Your friend, Jimmy. That's not creepy at all. Oh, that's just horrible. (laughs) That is horrible. 
Oh, look, we've had a message from Maxine who said that song that she mentioned, uh, she feels it was her friend who passed away two years ago um, and she used to play that song quite often. So sometimes when that happens, there is um, some sort of meaning behind it, so it, it doesn't hurt. Also, I want to give a shout out to Sky. How are you? She said, I only ever saw Bert in the Beauty and the Beast at the Sydney Opera House. Oh, he would have been fantastic. <laughs> he was so full of life. His characterisation was amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Guy. He ne- he never ever did anything by half measures. No. He was a true performer. He was, yeah, and absolutely. so is his wife. Yes. Uh, all right. Is it time to head to a song? Yes, and then we'll continue with more tales of Robert the Doll. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And you're back with the Spooky Radio Show. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Uh, Now we have a couple of messages. Oh, this one must be for me. They say, hello, beautiful. (laughs) That's obviously not you. Mm, No, that was from Emmy. Hi, Emmy. She said that we are always respectful in the work that we do in the paranormal. Very respectful and compassionate towards the dead. Uh, Now we do have a um, a workshop coming up on empaths, don't we? Yes, we do. And that is starting on the 1st of November. That's correct. How to uh, cope with being an empath, your superpower and... and, um, Even an empath. Empath. What did I say? (laughs) A naturopath? (laughs) What am I talking about? You said empath. Empath. (laughs) I obviously know what I'm talking about. I'm looking at Robert's message and um, it started with an I and I'm going to use that as the excuse. Um, So sometimes they call empaths highly sensitive people, HSPs. Um, So it is really... Most of us that are interested, really, in the supernatural and paranormal are... I just heard, like, a child's giggle. Did you hear that? No. Like, (laughs) You're hearing things. I am. All right. Tell me if you Uh, heard uh, that. Unless unless there's a spirit in here. Well, but that's happened before. It has. If if we do have spirits, you make those lights flash again and we'll know. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yes. So highly sensitive people um, and empaths have a little bit of an issue with dealing with their uh, emotions when it comes to being with groups of people or outside uh, in workspaces uh, when people are uh, a little bit you know, out of sorts with them. Um, they tend to be carers. They tend to give to others to the extreme where they really don't hold anything back for themselves and then they suffer burnout. Yeah, they do. And so it's really important to learn on how to sort of adjust and create boundaries for yourself. And these are some of the things that we cover in this empath class. Yeah, and you can find – we did a free uh, workshop that on that one as well. You can find that on our YouTube channel, Anne and Renata Frightfully Good. But if you want to delve deeper and actually learn some more juicy stuff on the empaths and, and empaths <laughs> and highly sensitive people jump on to Anne and Renata Frightfully Good you will see a link to the um, workshop it runs on, it's on humanities, the yeah, tickets, two consecutive yeah. Tuesdays yep. Tuesday evenings and if you can't be there live uh, you can uh, watch the replay. But yeah. it's $60, $60 for the two yep. classes. Now, uh, we do have a message that's come through here. And believe you me, this is not weird. You are speaking to the people who will find this very normal. Um, and this is Brendan who said that when they were 12, they'd lost their pa. They were out at a, sca- a scout camp sailing. At one point, I looked up and my grandfather was sitting on the front of the boat. Oh, wow. Five hours later, I learnt that he had passed. Oh. Really? 
really did. opening my eyes to the whole paranormal world. Thanks, ladies, for your work, love and care for the past. Uh, Brendan. And look, Brendan, that's what we commonly refer to as a, a, a crisis apparition. Yeah. Um, and it's often their way of, um, in their moment of crisis, when they're, they're passing, they're reaching out to say goodbye to you. Mm. You must have been very special to your pa yeah. for him to reach through. Um, at his moment of death and, death and choose you to uh, show himself too. It also so shows a, you've got some sort of ability yeah. to actually perceive that as well. Yeah, so that's a very special moment. Oh, Emmy's put a link to the empath workshop on the Oh, thank face. you, Emmy. Rightfully good page. Oh, and Deborah Ann said she heard something. Thank you very much. So mm, a, little girl's, a little girl's yeah, giggle. <laughs> It sounded oh. like that. I swear. We'll all have to go back and listen oh, to the... Oh, that's creepy. Um, I'm getting goosebumps Yeah, now. you'll have to listen back on the podcast because this comes out as a podcast as well. Oh, we've got a ghost in the studio. Oh. Remember the night they knocked on the door? Yes. <laughs> And that Roman is. was here and we've all jumped up to open up the door and there was nobody in there here. There was no one there. Nothing. Oh, you, if you saw this studio outside where the little radio part is, it is quite creepy. Look, we're going to head off to a song now and then a bit of news and then we will be back in the next session with some more stories on Robert the Doll. I've got my stories on the su- superstitions associated with puppy dogs and then we'll have Christy's magical moments as well. What an hour we've got oh, left. What a super hour. Oh, it's I'm an hour excited. of power between 9 and 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back for the hour of power. It helps if you turn the right microphones on, Renata. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. We get on eventually. <laughs> Welcome to the very professional paranormal show. <laughs> oh, Lordy me. Yes, we are here. We are here. <laughs> you can hear us the, in the background going, Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts did that. That was the ghost. That you wasn't know why? us. Because I'm telling a story about Robert the doll, yeah. and he is already everything's going interfering. Wrong. That's right. In you, me pressing that I'm going to spiritually bypass that's the whole right. thing because you'd never press wrong buttons. Absolutely no. Never. No. No. <laughs> that was Robert. That was Robert. Yeah. Not Robert White. Robert. Robert the doll. Robert the doll. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why I sound. See, I'm I know I could hear myself and go, "Why can't I hear myself?" Oh. And then I realised you've got the wrong buttons. Yeah. No, I I didn't. No, Robert I the doll pressed Robert the wrong the buttons using your. Right. Fi- they influenced your fingers to touch <laughs> the wrong thing. Yes, that sounds really bad, but Abs- you know. Abs- <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us about Robert the Doll, Renata. Before I do that, I'm going to put out a request. Now, 0490 Next week, we are populating the podcast, uh, the, the show, with spooky Halloween-themed songs. 
So oh, if you yes. can think of a spooky Halloween-themed song that you would like to have us play during next week's show... Please no swear bombs in it, and also no, not any longer than four and a half minutes. Yeah, send us, send us your favourite song right now. Uh, if we pick it, we will do a shout-out before that song is played. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah, so 0490 Send us your favourite song that you would like us to play, a Halloween-themed one for next weekend. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you about the R doll. I just, I'm even too scared to say his name now. Oh. So for over a hundred years, oh, look what I just found in my pocket. Oh, stop. stop! I just found things for the Dobbins Inn Hotel in Carrick Fergus. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. We had roast of the day, chunky chips and gravy. There you go. That was twenty four pounds sixty. Oh wow. my god! It's like fifty like bucks. 50 bucks. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, there might have been a Copperberg uh, lager in there as well. Not a lager, we call it a cider. Yeah, but still, <laughs> honestly. Anyway, for over 100 years, a number of people have feared the curse of an allegedly haunted doll whose name shall not be mentioned on this show from now on. Many more have been fascinated by its history and a few have profited from featuring it on it in movies and on television or keeping it locked up for display in museums. That doll is R-O-B-E-R-T Robert, the mischievous little creature a child's toy said to be the most haunted doll in existence. The tales of its abilities to change shapes, cause tragedies and occasionally disappear began in 1904 and continue to this day as yet another television special has been made to answer uh, the true story of Robert and bring it to the public for the very first time because everything else has been a lie <laughs> including apart in, from the True Hauntings yeah, podcast including interviews with an alleged victim of Robert's supernatural powers and amazing recreations of past encounters what's old what's new and what's true about Robert the doll is he still haunted after all of these years so let's start with the old and generally accepted history of Robert. According to Robert the Doll website maintained by the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, where the doll is now located, Robert was a one-of-a-kind handmade creation by the doll makers at the Steiff Company in Giengen, Giengen, Germany. Interestingly, Robert Steiff, the nephew of Margaret Steiff, the company founder, also designed the original teddy bear. You can still get stiff teddy bears. They are extremely expensive, but they're beautifully made. Yeah. They're made with moving joints. A kind man, in 1903, he built a new factory called the Jungfrau Aquarium. <laughs> Bless you. The Virgin's Aquarium. What? <laughs> Yes, yes. Which is allowed on. is that which, fish for the virgins? I, I don't know. Which allowed the workers inside to enjoy ample natural light, a, f a first for its time, and equipped the building with a ramp so that his aunt could go everywhere in her wheelchair. Oh Lord! In these years. Uh, of the early 1900, Richard Steiff also made a boy doll standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with excelsior, which is wood wool. The foil, uh, the the doll, sorry, it, uh, there's the a, a misspelling here. The doll was purchased in 1904 by a tourist who took it to Key West in the US and gave it to his grandson, Robert Jean Otto. Robert, the doll was called Robert while the boy 
went by Jean. He had a boy's face, possibly looking like Jean at the request of his grandfather, and was dressed in a sailor suit said to be similar to the one Jean liked to wear. Two family stories contribute to the strangeness of Robert. They allegedly participated in voodoo and Jean often gave Robert human powers, blaming accidents and intentional trouble on the doll. Oh, people, you must go to our podcast of Robert the Doll and listen to the actual story. Yeah. Um, and on the other, not much more of Robert's hauntedness was recorded during Jean's lifetime. He became an artist to design the gallery at the Fort East Martello Museum and had planned to make his own museum a home. The doll remained there after Jean's death in 1974. And that's when others became, ex- became experienced in the unexplained I don't know what that means. There's an obvious mistake there. Tenants heard footsteps in the attic and a plumber heard mysterious giggling and oh, believed the oh, doll moved around the room. That's oh, right. It was Robert. <gasps> a local reporter claimed he made a snide remark about the late Jean Otto and Robert's facial expressions changed to one of scorn. Now, Myrtle Reuter bought the house and Robert in 1974 and took him with her when she moved to another home and in 1994 donated the doll to the Fort East Martello Museum with the warning that he moved around on his own and was haunted. That seemed to be verified by the museum staff and by visitors who claim bad things happen to them after seeing the doll in its protective display case and possibly showing it disrespect. So remember when I talked about those letters from people coming um, and um, yeah. you know, writing to I read to a few out in the podcast as well, if I remember correctly. And I, I do believe the staff said that he likes to receive money and candy. Yes, yes. <laughs> And a bottle of beer occasionally yeah, yeah. and a good wine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's new with Robert the Doll? For that, you would have to go to the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus because there is a new shock doc, The Curse of Robert the Doll. Oh. So you know that's going – oh, and it's caught a documentary for goodness sake. Oh, oh. No. The documentary opens with an interview of, po- of Bonnie – Randolph, not our Bonnie, who claims to have been victimised by the haunted doll. The emotional Randolph apologises to the doll for whatever she did that caused him to, that this is what she believes, break someone's back and sink a boat. What? Speaking to the doll as if it were alive, she asks for forgiveness. Now, can we have some song suggestions other than crispy? (laughs) We do. I just want to say we do have a few. We've got... um, Monster Mash, uh, Werewolves of London, uh, and Crispy is sending through millions of them. Halloween, King Diamond, Someone's Watching Me, Rockwell, um, Pet Cemetery, Ramones, Alice Cooper, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Christy, for doing our list yep. for next week. <laughs> Um, So, however, the biggest blockbuster revelations of the documentary concerns the origin of Robert's cursed powers. One theory blames an alleged affair between Jean Otto's father and the housemaid. That's a new one. Did we talk about that in our podcast? Which one, sorry? Jean Otto's father and the housemaid. No. Mm. Thank you, Deborah Ann. According to the narrators, after she was dumped by the father, the maid put a spell on the doll to curse him and the family. That's a new one. That's brand new. That sounds like I might be ready for the reboot of the documentary. Yes. On the other hand, psychic medium Cindy Kazar sees the doll as a conduit for the thoughts of the person viewing it. 
I don't feel Robert the Doll is evil. I feel that there is a portal, there is an entry point, and it's the person's intentions coming towards the doll that create the outcome. How you approach Robert the Doll will determine your experience with the doll. <laughs> Yeah, so there's going to be a heap load of um, advertising about how cursed Robert the Doll is to uh, make sure that the Travel Channel gets money for um, this documentary that they've obviously poured a lot of money into. Um, Yes. And one person actually had the face of Robert the Doll tattooed on his (gasps) arm. And shortly after it was finished... And this was a guide that um, worked at Key West Ghost Tours. The guide died. (gasps) Oh, no. Coincidence or curse? As the review points out, much of the documentary covers old beliefs about the doll. People claim to see Robert's chest move as if he is breathing. Visitors feel something touching them. Cameras pick up flying orbs around the doll. Those orbs are everywhere, I tell you. It is difficult to prove any of these occurrences are caused by Robert the doll or by the power of suggestion, but nobody does documentaries on the power of suggestion. No, of course not. (laughs) Nor do they do documentaries on orbs. No, they don't. So the story is, does Robert still curse the people that come up to him and disrespect him? My thing is that bad things happen to you in life. And that's just part of being alive. It's not everything is sunshine and roses and fluffy bunnies, as we like to say. And it's just that you've been to see Robert the doll and you're aware of the curse. So if anything bad happens to you afterwards, instead of going, oh, well, that's just life, you go, oh, it's Robert the doll. Like certain people saying Robert the doll press buttons. Well, I believe that. Of course you do, because then you don't have to take responsibility for it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's go to a song. All right, we'll go to a song and you then afterwards we judgy can, person. Oh judgy cow. Moo. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. Welcome back. I have pressed the right buttons this time. Yeehaw! You are listening to Spooky Sundays with your hosts. Anne Rikovic and Renata Daniel, and we thank Thrive Broking for making sure that we are here. Now they offer flexible finance solutions for individuals and small businesses without all of the spooky stuff. Thank you, Thrive. Thank you so much. Now... On to the ABC of superstitions. Yes. And we had some great suggestions for the letter D. Now, while I'm, I'm starting this off, I want you all to think about E. E, what shall we do for the letter E? Because now that I, we did cats last week, I've done dogs this week, mm-hmm. I, I can steer away from the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can think of something, text it through to 0490 I have an idea of what I might do, but if you can come up with something better... I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Now, dogs, man's yes. best friend. Yes. Well, my beautiful Max and my beautiful Koo. I do love them. I can't imagine there'd be any superstitions attached to them. No, none. But there are actually some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be uh, dog lovers are inclined to consider meeting 
a dog a lucky event. Now, I know that when I see a puppy dog and it's wagging its tail, to me, that's a lucky day. But if you see a black and white spotted dog like a Dalmatian, you are in for an extra lucky day because the Dalmatian is a lucky pooch. Now, in sporting circles, if you see a greyhound with a white spot on its forehead, it's guaranteed to have good fortune because somebody will rescue it and get it out of the greyhound (laughs) racing and (laughs) take it home and love it. Just saying. Uh, Yeah. Hi, Claire. How are you? Glad you clarified that. I was having a bit of a panic attack there. I was making sure I got a plug in for that. Um, Now, there are some people that get very nervous. Sometimes they see a dog that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they get very nervous if they're followed by a dog, especially if it's a black dog, mm. because it's an omen of death. <gasps> no. If you, so if you have a black dog follow you home, it's you, you're going to cark it. Sorry. Now, another one. If a dog scratches itself and seems sleepy... There's a change of weather coming. How's that one? Mm. Yeah. Oh, my dogs are scratching all the time. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. Cold. Um, now, if they eat grass or they roll in the dust, yeah, then rain is expected. Really? We have the cats that wash behind their ears and now we've got the dogs rolling in dirt and that means that, you know, all sorts of things. Now, there is another one for gales. Oh yes. Do you know what happens to when <coughs> what the dog does to let you know that there's gales on the way? It goes into its doghouse. No, it farts. Oh. <laughs> it basically, if it produces a bad smell, then gales are on the way. Okay. Now, should a dog fall asleep with its paws drawn up and with its tail pointing straight out, mm-hmm. I'm trying to picture that. Mm-hmm. So does that mean they're lying on their back with their paws up in the air and it's like really cute, like they're playing dead and mm. their, their tail is... No, right. anyway. they're on their belly. Oh, on their belly. So like doing the homage. So little puppies the sphinx, do that. The little, sphinx. Little puppies sleep like All that. All right. Well, wherever that tail is pointed... That means that the direction that death is coming, <sighs> right, it will soon appear. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's very logical. Mm-hmm. Now, that people often think that dogs also have psychic senses. Mm-hmm. How many times do we have people say, "Oh, you know, my dog saw they were sitting there looking into a corner. They, they were looking into a corner, corner, and there was nothing there. It must be a ghost." Um, and people take their animals into haunted locations, and the, the the pets refuse to go. Their hackles are raised, and it's like they're seeing a ghost. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, not so much. Probably they're just worried because you feel fear and they're reacting to you. But anyway, um, and of course, in legend, we have the the spectral black dog, Mm -hmm. the bargst. And didn't we have that, we had a spectral black dog in, what was on one opposite, gin gin place that we went to, the Newgate, Newgate Prison. There was a, a black dog that they saw there. And that is the harbinger of death and disaster. Oh, poor doggies. They get a bad rap. Sometimes the do- the devil also takes the form of a dog, apparently. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sailors are even reluctant to mention the word dog while at sea because uh, that's a very bad omen. And, uh, oh, brides and grooms, do not let a dog come between you before a wedding ceremony because that is just bad, bad omens. Oh, God, Isaac and Claire have 
Well, they didn't take the dogs to the wedding. Their life. That's, no, no, no. They didn't take the dogs to the ceremony mm-hmm. that we saw. Mm-hmm. They might have at home, but um, I think that's a whole lot of hogwash. Howling dogs. Howling dogs is dreaded by many people. And you've got to admit that when you hear dogs all howling, it's like, ooh, what is going on out there? And they seem to think that is the, they're letting you know that unseen spirits or evil forces are around and someone's imminent demise. Or they're talking to each other. Yeah. And they even had one here about medieval Poland. I thought you might like that one. Yes, yes. Uh, if, if the dogs are howling in medieval Poland or Germany, that means the plague is on the way. True. <laughs> True. True. Uh, now, if you have a dog that is howling and you drive it away, but it returns and resumes the howling, guess what? What? Someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt... Just say someone's going to die. Um, now, sometimes something to do with dogs that doesn't associate it with death. Uh, I, well, I said the black and white dog was a a good one. Come on, I've given you a little bit of happiness there. Now, there is no balking fate if a dog is heard howling. People living in certain areas have worked out how they can avoid this, and what they do is they take off their left shoe place it upside down on the ground you spit on it and then tread on it with the left foot which will both quieten the dog and provide a measure of protection oh, i'm going to try that I'm, i think everyone needs to write that down mm-hmm. so that you will be ready next time you've got a howling dog with you um now i'll, I'll skip down uh Oh, where was that one? There was a funny one. Uh, risk of rabies, of course, was what made people very nervous with dog bites and things like that. So there are remedies for dog bites. And mm-hmm. one of those is to eat some grass from a churchyard with a little bit of the hair of the dog that bit you, fried in a little bit of oil with some rosemary. And uh, even eating part of the dog itself <laughs> will get rid of that uh, problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is terrible. Fry it up with some rosemary. Oh, let's just stop this now. Oh, yeah. So hang on. I had another good bit there. Uh, in folk medicine. Oh, hang on. There was one other thing. You'll be very pleased to know that dogs never bite an idiot. Have you ever been bitten by a dog? No. <laughs> there you no. go. I have. <laughs> You walked into that one. All right. Now, we'll finish off with this one. I have some um, remedies for jaundice. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you, all you have to do is apply a poultice mixed with some wine and a little bit of dog's head and apply it. And that will give <laughs> you jaundice. Um, now, Dog's head. Yeah, you did hear that correctly. Okay. Um, also, if you have some sores, uh, just let the dog lick those sores and oh, that will yep. help that go away, probably because yep. you'll die. Yep, yep. Um, and also, if you wear a, uh, a dried dog's tongue around your neck, it will cure scrofula. Well, thank heavens for that, (laughs) because I've been wondering for ages how to cure scrofula. Um, And also you can remove a few hairs uh, from a patient suffering from whooping cough and feed it to a dog with some bread and butter, and that will cure the the patient of whooping cough by giving it to the dog. Nice. You're welcome. Aren't we 
glad we're doing the ABC of superstitions. Oh, fabulous. Well, let's not do any more about animals. I suggest everyone to uh, go out and chuck some money at Newcastle Dog Rescue this yes. week just so that we can avoid this bad juju from that all of that horrible stuff that you have just said. Um, we love Newcastle Dog Rescue, so throw them some money. Yeah, do that for them, guys. They need every little bit of help, particularly coming up to the Christmas period because there are some people out there who will say, oh, look, the dog's getting a bit old. Let's drop it off at the pound and get ourselves a, a puppy. New one, yeah. Let's get and a new those one. people, I just hope that they end up with gangrene in their privates. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> don't do that to your beloved animal who no. loves you unconditionally. Absolutely. And when those old dogs go to the pound, they get so confused because I used to actually um, help with one of the dog rescue places and we would take on some of those older dogs that had been dumped at the pound and give them a place where they could live out their final years in a loving warm home so mm. yeah and it's it's very heartbreaking but it's nice to know that you've given them some little bits of peace before they go mm. instead of being confused why they've been abandoned oh I'm yeah. making you all cry now we got all serious Crystals, spells, moon cycles and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. Welcome back to Christy's Magical Moments here on Spooky Sundays. Hello, Miss Christy. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? You're fabulous, aren't you, I hear? I am going great. You're great. very difficult to understand, actually. You've got a blocked nose. A little bit. Yeah, I've got sinus at the moment. Stupid humidity, which is, I hate humidity. Not mm. to mention spring. Spring mm. has sprung. Well, Hay fever's out there. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It Ter- is. Terrible. There's, I've snorted everything there is to snort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what oh. about your lavender? Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> mm. You know, lavender fixes almost everything. Well, it covers the smell of just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Crispy? Well, keeping in theme with Halloween, we're talking about Halloween costumes. Uh-huh. Ah. So I've just posted on Spells and Spirits and Anna Monata and Newcastle Live some pictures of. Halloween costumes from the 1900s. Oh, they're oh, terrifying. No. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares are made out of. Um, so, yeah, Halloween costumes had their origins in medieval times and it was called guising, which was really about disguising oneself as a ghost to blend in with the spirits who emerged during Halloween. So ancient elves would hide behind masks and paint their faces Mm -hmm. black and wear old clothing so the ghosts wouldn't recognise them or taunt them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And later on, the holiday morphed into All Hallows' Eve and people began dressing up as angels and saints and devils as they roamed the neighbourhoods bargaining for treats. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. Yes. So by the late 19th century, immigrants started flooding. So this is an American article that I've chopped, chopped up and used because they had more information than Australia. Um, that America, um, immigrants started flooding into America from Europe and especially from Ireland and they brought with them all their All Hallows Eve traditions. And that's actually the start of modern day Halloween. That's how it started to take shape. 
shape. Mm -hmm. It's lots of Irish in America. Yes. Um, But really the mass commercialisation of Halloween actually didn't take hold until for about another 50 years after that. Um, So during the 1920s, soulings, as they called it, the soling was when groups of children would go around the houses and sing songs for the families departed in exchange for a cake. Mm-hmm. Something like, or, or a gift. Um, so in the 20s, soling actually was replaced with pranking. And the shenanigans got that bad um, during the Great Depression that they actually had to get the police involved. So there was flat-out vandalism and violence, overturned cars, crashed houses, <laughs> assault. So the, it was just complete mayhem. Um, so obviously the community leaders got together and insisted um, that the more superstitious and scary aspects of the holiday be replaced with more wholesome traditions. Mm, yes. So this then gave rise to organised community get-togethers and activities and parades. Um and in the 60s, thank you, Jetta. Hi, in Jetta. In <laughs> Halloween costumes would wait in a trick-or-treat line to receive an apple from a police officer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So parents borrowed from the tradition of stoling and now offered up their homes as welcoming places for all those baby boomers, boomers to receive some snacks and a sort of friendly bribe in exchange for good behaviour yeah. and no more people-making. So at first, the costume kids went door-to-door um, for things like coins or toys, nuts, fruit. But by 1950s, candy manufacturers saw an opportunity to seize upon the youth-centric holiday. So the Halloween candy cap campaigns and marketing emerged in full force. So it's estimated this article was, I think, 2018, but it was estimated that more than 160 million Americans will buy Halloween candy. <gasps> that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of sugar. Sorry? They estimate that Americans spend approximately $3.2 billion on Halloween costumes. Wow. And obviously, you know, if you even if it's $2 a packet for a thing of M&Ms or Reese's, Cups, 160 million times too. Oh. Is of, of candy. Yes, it's a big business now, isn't it? Yes, it yes. is. And it is, and and same here as well. You know, I guess it's it's starting to pick up a lot more here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's our time of the year. It's like our Christmas for us. So you know, just going to TK Maxx and now Costco. <laughs> uh, Big oh, Big W's got some good stuff. They have got some good Halloween stuff, such as decorations, which we use as our day-to-day decor yes. in our home. Yes. I must um, admit, I've bought some beautiful plates and things from uh, TK Maxx, which I use every day. Yes, and they're, they're yeah. already discounting. Are they? Yes, they're already discounting oh, Halloween stuff. I've chipped stuff. a plate. I might need to go in there and have a look. Oh, good luck. <laughs> good luck if you'll find anything at all. Kmart had chocolates on sale as well, so I got a, a bag of twelve strawberry photos for two dollars fifty. Uh-huh. And, and the kids aren't getting those. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just for me, just for me. Yeah, so it, it's a big business, and I feel that it's really moved away from really those traditions of what it actually is about. Is, mm. you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Absolutely. our loved ones that passed and things like that. Like, you know, I guess everyday Job probably really wouldn't be able to, you know, talk about mm. um, the origins of Halloween and what it actually means. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a, um, a comedian online just before I came over to the studio and uh, he was so funny, he was talking about Halloween and that he came from a uh, large family of 10 children and um, they loved Halloween because they, they he said, if they, if we did it right, we could have enough chocolate to and, and lollies to last the rest of the year. Oh. Um, but, <laughs> and they were a really, really poor family. So he said the one, the one thing with the poor families is that the kids learnt to run really quickly <laughs> so they could hit as many houses as possible. Before they, they all disappeared. Yeah, all they, the they come up, come up to the house and go, don't talk to me, just give me my chocolates. <laughs> I've got to run to the next I've one. I've got to run to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. but it was a celebration of harvest and, and mm. the changing of the seasons and in, in America you can see the change of the seasons and the beautiful orange leaves that are falling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're going to be there mm-hmm. next October, mm-hmm. maybe that in New Orleans, oh. but we will be there. Oh, I'm so waiting, so mm. hoping that we, this comes off this time. Heading home to New Orleans. Mm. That's right. And Christy's <laughs> going to show us how to do a pub crawl in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> and all the magic shops as well. Oh, we'll be blind we after, did. well, I will, after one drink. So, yep, yeah, it doesn't take I'll much. Just, I'll just have to go home. You, you guys will. I'll be, I'll be the photographer, okay? I'll oh, photograph. yeah, no. over <laughs> there. Oh, thank you so much, Christy, for sharing your knowledge, wealth of knowledge yet again. Now, what's happening in Spells and Spirit Store at the moment? We still have our sale ongoing. Um, So we've got the 40% altar goods, 25% off herbs. And again, like I said, more oracle cards and getting a new shipment, hopefully, of cauldrons. Not sure when they're coming in. Oh, I love my red one. Yeah. Um, so trying to get some more um, cauldrons in. But we've got um, the Health, Wealth and Wellness Expo at Broadmeadow Showgrounds on Sunday the 6th of November and Live Your Light um, Festival at Wolf and Diggers on the 19th of November, Sunday. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, hopefully everyone will see you there. We'll try and pop into one of those and see you as well. Um, and you're going to be at the um, Spears Point at uh, on the 5th of November as well? No. No. That would be us, not Renata. That's We're us. going okay. to be there. Yeah, we will be there. <laughs> I will not be. Okay. Well, guys, if you're coming past um, Spears Point on the 5th of November, there is a wellness um, uh psychic fair thingy going on we'll be there flogging our oracle cards our mugs and whatever else we can absolutely so we're we're all shopping for christmas <laughs> yep we are all right christy thank you so very very much we will talk Welcome. to you next week and we'll see you in studio next week yes i'll be yeah with you next week oh looking forward to it oh. bye Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. 
Welcome back to the studio with your hosts Anne and Renata and again we thank Thrive for their sponsorship. Now yes. we've got a bit of an announcement to make Anne. We do. We've uh, decided that we're going to put out a uh another podcast vodcast mm-hmm. uh, and we were sort of we're a little bit inspired by Isaac and Claire mm-hmm. Butterfield with their um, was it mum and mum and dad, dad show mm-hmm. and uh, they just talk about the things that are happening in the world around them and we thought maybe people might be interested in what it is to be a ghost hunter uh, and what we actually do week to week. So Renata came up with the great title of... Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Diary of a Ghost Hunter. So we've actually recorded the first episode today. Um, They go for about 20 minutes to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and we're hoping to get it uploaded tomorrow and we are going to aim to get it out weekly Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll try it for a while and we'll see what you guys think. We Mm -hmm. we would like to get your feedback on it, what you would like to hear, Um, but we sort of will tell you about private cases and questions that we get asked during the week and uh, book that we are reading, uh, what we think of different movies that are on, mm-hmm. um, uh, the torturous things that happen to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the things that um, let us down, the, the, the problems we have with um, doing some of the tours and the, the ups and downs of everything. Yeah, because yeah, people so. think that you know being a ghost hunter, it's all very exciting. And we thought that it would be a um, – oh, there's Emma now going, our PA is going, hey, what, you've got a new podcast? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Emma. Um, we've got a new podcast coming out. Uh, yeah, we will have that we're, – we're, we're working on it. So it's a work in progress and it hopefully will be out tomorrow and it uh, will be on your uh, major podcasting places. Even mm-hmm. Bonnie's probably going, what? They've got a new podcast? <laughs> um, we just have to work out how to upload it onto Acast and uh, we're just organising a little bit of a theme song. We've picked a song that we like and mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're we'll trying to be very happens. brave and embrace this technology ourselves. Yes. Poor Emma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so what have we got on this coming weekend? Oh Lord, what haven't we got coming? Um, we are doing uh, our normal Ghost Hunting 101 on Friday night, but then we have our all-nighter at Maitland Jail, which is a Halloween event. It's not a dress-up thing. You don't have to dress up. You can if you want to, but we only have about five tickets left for that. Uh, and it starts at 11pm and finishes at 6am in the morning. We'll have snacks, tea and coffee yeah, too. Yeah, so um, jump on to... Um, the uh, Facebook pages and check it out. You can still get tickets there. Um, Our Halloween event on... um the 31st of October is Chockers. We are full, 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 sold out. So um, that's going to be a really exciting night, and that is an absolute dress-up. So uh, we hope everyone comes. Can I just say, I hate dress-up, yeah, but I never know. mind. I know. I don't <laughs> I'll put my red lipstick on. That's yeah. as good as I get. I don't even know what <laughs> I am coming as. Oh, so, I bet yeah. you it's going to be a witch. No, probably not. I didn't come as a witch last time. I, I, didn't you? Yeah, no, we, yeah. we both went those, as Ghostbusters. Those horrible Ghostbusters things that we had on. <laughs> they made us look like giant potatoes <laughs> with belts on. That were hideous. Our asses have never looked so big. Oh, that is true. <laughs> uh, I might just come in my pyjamas. Yeah, well, we oh, are our stripy ones. Oh, look, one year I came as, um, oh, what was that um, movie where she stabbed everyone to death? 
Um, God, sounds like a lovely movie. <laughs> <laughs> she went to the prom and stabbed everyone. Oh, oh geez, with the bucket of blood over yeah, her. Carrie? Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, oh. Carrie's Carrie. That oh. was so much fun. <laughs> I might do that again. I'll pour the bucket of blood over you. How's that? Oh, we have to go, guys. The um, news is coming up. We have a final song. Thank you once again, everyone, for being here, for supporting us. We hope uh, you have a wonderful Halloween week. We are going to. Well, we are going to have a sensational Halloween week so um, we shall see you next week with full on Halloween here in the studio with the beautiful Christy nighty nights, stay spooky see you on the dark side and remember be frightfully good most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer so it's time to call in Anne and Renata Spooky Sundays when the truth lies beyond a logical answer Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business.